Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're going to deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today I am really pleased to have with me on the line Kawan Karadagi. Kawan is the host of Valueverse. And after many years and trials of self-discovery, Kawan stumbled into the into the fitness industry where he co-owns and operates three gyms and counting. So as the host of the Valueverse podcast, he deep dives into stories of entrepreneurs, influencers, and thought leaders, further guiding listeners on the journey to success and learning from failures in business and in life. So Kawan, thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to the show. Jeff, thanks so much for having me on. Love it and love the uh, concept of the show as well. Thank you so much. I was wondering if you can take a few minutes to tell us a little bit about uh, how you got to where you are today. So you have a pretty diverse background. You have a podcast going on. You own three gyms. You know, you also do a lot of coaching. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got to be so amazing today? Hey, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. I have to live up to that. You know, I, I basically I moved into a uh, to the West Coast in my in my mid twenties there. Um, you know, just after a lot of yeah, um, you know, ups and, and a lot of downs into kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And um, after going there, it's kind of where I, I literally stumbled into it after, you know, a, a great mentor sort of took a, an interest in me. And from there, I just literally ran with it. Like I went on a run and then I stuck to it and, and just ran. And I improved one thing uh, about my life uh, one day at a time. And then that led to just more improvements in other areas. And it just led to a big like sort of quest of finding out who I was and what I was good at and what I was capable of doing or, or actualizing that potential. And, you know, one thing led to another, I, be, I became a trainer, a personal trainer. So then I, I eventually reached master level. And then, um, you know, I met so many more mentors along the way. And I don't really think that ever stops, you know, so uh, the mentors there, and then I met my business partner. And, um, you know, he asked me if he wanted to open up a gym. And, I guess the rest is history. That's kind of where it all started. And uh, I'm just very grateful for those moments of, of opportunity and learning. So opening up a gym, that's, uh, you know, those are some of the harder businesses to open here in the U.S. Like, uh, you know, because there's a lot that goes into it, not only the capital expense that you need in order to, you know, get the lease and then get all the equipment in. But then there's the whole marketing piece, right? You you actually have to fill it with bodies. You have to uh, get a lot of people to pay you either monthly or yearly. And then, of course, you have churn. Not everyone who pays you shows up. And then, the, you know, they end up canceling and, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, there are all kinds 
kinds of risks that go into it. How do you manage through all that? Like, how did that part of learning the business uh, uh, come to light? And how have you been doing with those businesses, especially in light of the past year and a half we've all had, you know, where businesses really had to be much more careful on who they were bringing in, you know, who they were bringing into the business itself? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and the two part of that to that is, you know, in the, in the beginning, we kind of knew that we were trying to capture a market share, essentially. And we knew that it wasn't going to be for everybody. I think that was the first first step to know is that you're not going to be able to capture an entire, you know, uh, population of people that um, you want to capture. You're going to capture what is ideal for your product, right? So we had that understanding and we knew that the market share we could get was going to be enough to, to, to profit from. So it was, you know, using kind of the, the law of large numbers, just appealing to as many people as we could um, via, you know, uh, different ad resources, Facebook, word of mouth, uh, we, we knocking door to door. I mean, you name it. We did everything. And um, it, it was really just about being gym people and knowing that sales was kind of the cure-all in essence, uh, just, just reaching as many people as we could and, and just putting in the work, you know, um, and that's kind of what made that happen and what made it a reality. Um, you just can really bypass that. So, uh, you know, just, just trying to reach as many people as you can and then just getting better at the uh, presentation of it and understanding that you are going to lose uh, people. And at the same time, it's just about finding those new people that believe in that. And, and that it's just a constant process that you just, you never really, you know, get comfortable with. You just always have to be on your toes and moving there. All right, so cool. So one of the things that I find interesting, especially for people that own multiple locations, right, is that that is simply a next level type of management that you need to master, right? And this actually segues nicely into to your one big tip, which talks all about delegation, right? I was wondering if you can talk about a little bit about what it was like, you know, first of all, with your first location, and then as you grew to the second and third one, how delegation came into play and how you use that today in order to make your businesses run as efficiently as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the, the most important thing to, to take away from that is to develop a system or systems to, um, you know, tie down your processes and make them easier, sort of like a workflow, essentially, and that to have your uh, team members or employees be able to, to you know, reference those uh, processes and systems to move forward. And Without that, it's going to be difficult because you're, you're going to be the system and they're always going to have to rely on you. So it's important to, to kind of uh, differentiate that is, is to always have those in place. And, you know, a lot of that's trial and error. You learn as you go um, and you can kind of leverage that by talking to other business owners so that you can learn a little bit quicker. Uh, but, but systems and processes was key and, and delegating non-important work that that's kind of involved in the business. You know, when we were at one location, we, we did everything. You know, I mean, we cleaned, we, we sold, we presented, we trained people. It, it was, we did it all. And it, it's, it's important to do that so you can learn how it all works. But as you try to expand, and I think a lot of business owners get tied up in this, is that they, they tie their own time up working in the business and not on the business. Um, and I think that's probably a popular phrase uh, by now, but it's understanding when to pull back and when to delegate non-important work so you can actually make revenue for the company. Uh, th that's the key. You, you want to think as, as any type of business person or entrepreneur is your number one focus is to, is to generate, uh, will make your, you know, obviously team members, customers happy, but you, you know, you need to generate revenue for the business and, and grow the business, right? So if you're, if you're busy doing stuff that's kind of below 
what your value or you know not your you know value in, in life but your your time it's going to be tricky to, to, to grow and scale like that so you got to determine kind of like what your time is worth right and what that looks like on an hourly basis if it takes you you know a couple hours to do one thing and now you're stuck with that you, you may have lost a couple of hundred dollars in in other things you could have done to further it and it it, it doesn't look that way when you look at it in, in the beginning in the micro but on the macro level it's it's big because it spreads so much over time you know you do that every day over the course of a week you're looking at you know eight to ten hours so you want to learn everything so that you delegate and systemize or systematize the process, but don't abdicate at the same time. I'll be involved in the beginning a little bit, know kind of how things are, you know, sort of oversee it and then slowly start to back away, but, but still verify and check that things are going right. So that way, you know, you know, your systems and processes are working and you prevent issues going down the road. So how did you use that process then to figure out what your true value is worth? I mean, like I know for my, you know, like on my side, what I did was I used to edit all of my episodes, right? And they, I would just, you know, for a 20 minute episode, I would be there for the next six hours, right? Cause obviously I'm not a great audio editor. Uh, I, you know, I know how to hire out for it, but I was just like, nope, I got to understand this thing first. And then when I finally, you know, broke down and said, okay, I got to hire out for this. It actually came down to a process where, where I was like, you know something, this guy can actually do it so much faster. You can burn through three or four episodes a day. I can continue to move on to another type of, uh, you know, to another type of value add where I am talking to more people like yourself, where I'm building up more courses and more, you know, and more services from, uh, for my clients. Oh, like, where do you find that breaking point? You know, where it's like, okay, I, I've mastered this part. I know what exactly what needs to be done, but now it's time to give it off to somebody else. How do you measure where that inflection point is, where you can actually move that particular task onto someone else so that they can be more effective at it? Absolutely. I think, um, first of all, knowing what your business uh, needs is is important. So, you know, what is the, you know, breaking it down into kind of first principles is, okay, we got to generate, um, you know, revenue. How do we generate revenue? Well, we have to uh, reach more people. How do we reach more people? Well, we got to look and research. So if you're not doing that, then, and nobody else is, then that, that growth isn't really happening in that direction. Um, and then you need to start determining kind of, um, you know, as uh, making a list at the end of the day, right? So my buddy, my business partner, Dave and I joked around a lot uh, was, you know, we would come home from the day and we would feel tired, like we did a bunch of stuff. And then we said, you know, at the end of the day, we, we kind of wrote down what each of us did. And we said, well, what did we even end up doing today? Um, there were some days where we kind of laughed because we felt like we did a bunch. But we were just being productive, running in circles, and that's not necessarily effective, right? So, you know, for example, we would go door to door, knocking on doors to, to you know, uh, get flyers out, get people. We were those guys, you know, and uh, once we did that, we said, okay, what's, what's faster? How can we do this better? And, you know, we, we got email lists, we got flyers that went out to houses. So in a couple of clicks, we reached thousands of people, right? So this, that's a, like a little more of a primitive example of the effective or productive route. And we kind of learned that as we went, but it's all about the effectiveness of your work and, and the results that you can bring from it. I think that's the important measure to have at the end of the day is to sit down and, and just really objectively and look at it and say, you know, what are those results? What do they look like? And what did I actually accomplish? And that's, that's where you have to be very, very analytical with. 
So when you go through that exercise, how do you measure the success, right? It's certainly not in the dollars and cents that you that you spent in order to get that off of your plate, right? But uh, it, and also it could be measured a little bit in the effectiveness or, you know, like actually getting that task done to help you grow your business. But what is your measure then for success so that you really can just scratch that off your list entirely, make sure that the process is managed effectively, and then move on to the next big hairy goal? I think the the important, that's a great question. The important thing is to to know what it is that you need in that in that week or have goals that you're, you're trying to do. For example, if you want to expand business to business, um, you know that there's certain things that need to happen. So so finding out what those steps look like and then, you know, executing with speed, right? I think that's one of the most important things to remember as a, as a business owner is your your value to time ratio and the speed at which things get done. Um, if you're not doing, if things don't yet happen in time, then the business won't grow in time. Um, if you're if you're spending your time doing other things, then you have to calculate that value to time ratio. And I think those are the two most important things. If you want to grow business to business, how fast can you get you know these contacts uh, contacted, and how can we get this process rolling um, now rather than next week, right? Because then you're looking at you know missed sales, missed opportunities, and missed things, and and looking at it from a pain point like that is is critical. So you kind of have to look at the things that you know you don't really want to look at, um, but but that's important because it, it'll teach you a lot of what needs growth in, right? So. Uh, trying to listen to what that that pain is those pain points are and just really pay attention to those signals all right cool that is amazing advice thank you so much for that Kwan, can you please tell everyone a little bit more about your podcast and how they can reach out to you directly if they'd like to learn more hey thanks a lot um yeah you can find me at thevalueverse.com and Valueverse um, on Instagram and Valueverse on all podcast platforms. So it's just mainly about, you know, um, honest and informative conversations uh, just to just take away benefits from and, and valuable takeaways so it can benefit you in life and in business. So it's just my way of kind of giving back what I learned. Amazing, amazing stuff. Kawan, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been an excellent conversation. I love nerding out on these productivity tips. So thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Jeff, thanks again. It was my honor and pleasure. I really love the show. Thank you.